Well, it's fair to say that 2020 has been a year like no other. And so today we haven't got a church full of people. We, we're not going to do our, our normal um, pantomime style service. Um, but we thought instead we're just going to have an honest reflection on our, our highs and our lows from the past 12 months and where we've seen God working in our midst. So... Um, We've got the team gathered. Uh, Gary is, is isolating, but he's still with us on screen, which is great because we've got the option to mute him if we want to. But, um, <laughs> but we're all going to join together and just, just share our, our, our best memories, our worst memories, and the challenges that we've faced in the past 12 months. So, um, Ian, what's it been like to start off with? What's it been like for you? Well, I've had a great year. Um, and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I've had my own challenges. Um, I think I mentioned uh, a few weeks ago in a sermon Actually, I mourn, I mourn, as much as I love what we do outside of the church building, mm. I mourn the fact that we can't be the gathered church. I think there's something very powerful about that, and uh, no, no less on a day like today. Um, so I do miss the church family, but, but the blessing in that is it's good, because if no one missed the church family, it wouldn't say much about the family. So in a way, I'm glad we miss it. Um, but yeah, it's been a really strange year for me on, on both, if you like, ministry levels, but also personally but really grateful to God for what he's, uh, for what he's done in the year. Mm. Yeah, it's certainly been, uh, it's, it's really, it has brought the church together, but it's just been, it's been so frustrating at the same time. Um, I think it's fair to say that um, a lot of people have been really, really fed up at many different mm. times, simply because we can't meet up, we can't meet together. Um, what's uh, sort of from the, the family side of things, um, the, the children's work and everything for you, Charlotte? It's been great. No, it's, I mean... <laughs> You know, I love my job and I love working with all the the kids and the young people and the families in our church. And it's, you know, that is the thing that gives me life. So I guess not being able to see all the lovely, shiny faces with beautiful children has been a massive... But also, you know, people have still been joining it and it's been a real encouragement how people have, you know, we've not... Some of people I've not seen for, I don't know, 24 months. How long have we been doing this now? I it joke, feels like it. Like nine, ten. But people have still, all the way through that time, been sending in really beautiful clips of their kids doing things and little pictures, and they bring me a great deal of joy. But yeah, I guess it's, it's sad not being able to do the stuff that we normally do and, and see each other in the same way. Gary, where was it that um, you've got a family from the other side of the world that regularly tune in? Whereabouts are they? Yeah, was it the island of Borneo, I think? Um, something like that. And that, yeah, hearing stuff like that, that we've kind of like um, gone global <laughs> thing doing um, in a global pandemic uh, was, was, was a high point really for a lot of us, especially team doing ministry. And again, I think one of the things reflecting back as well is actually seeing how the community responded uh, was, was really good within, you know, Billericay and around the, 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 the certainly this country and around the world of how we've kind of responded. But I think for me, the biggest thing I have missed the young people uh, incredibly, I think like Charlotte says, missing the children, Um, just, just hanging out with young people. They're social animals. We all are, but just kind of like bouncing ideas and fun things off of each other, having those conversations. So I've really, really missed um, all the young people and the leaders um, so for me, that's kind of like been the downer, um, but just so encouraged that actually we've still been able to engage. There's still been some engagement. We've learned that young people don't like Zoom. Um, so that's quite a, a good thing. For Nor the do the old people. 
Nor do the old people, but it's 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 a necessary evil, isn't it, at the moment? And actually, you know, I was really encouraged to see that some of our members have been able to set people up with iPads and stuff like that, and we've been able to see them, and that's just been really encouraging. So, um, yeah, funny year, crazy year, ending in a crazy way as well, but God is good. Yeah, I must admit, when I, when I look back at the year, I think for me, one of the things that I... Um, I suppose I'm proud of it in a way, um, not not for myself, but for the church. Um, there's a pride in the way that within a f- just a couple of days of getting the news of the national lockdown and everything, um, suddenly every everyone who is leading a ministry within the church or leading a group had put a plan into place. We'd communicated that plan out um, and um, we had it up and running in a very short space of time. And that was, that was um, because so many people suddenly just really put the, their hands to the pump and uh, and made things happen and i thought i thought that was that was a really strong endorsement um that people are prepared to go the extra mile and really put the work in uh, for the church when it matters and it meant that we didn't we didn't miss a sunday and we didn't miss a prayer meeting um the the church didn't at any time sort of shut down um and hopefully we won't have to face that again <laughs> yeah. So, Charlotte, you're, you're, you're someone who always brings sort of joy and happiness. What's, what's been your most um, positive, happiest moment of the year? Normally, I spend loads of time with the kids at church, mm. and I love that, and that's super great, and that's the thing that I like the most. But actually, since I've not been able to do that, and, and we've been doing lots of communication through the parents, I think actually I've got to know loads of the families a lot better, and that's been a real treat and a massive blessing. Normally I'm scared of adults. They're big and they use long words <laughs> and they panic me. But this year I've had to talk to loads of them and actually it turns out they're really nice and lovely and they share all these beautiful things and I've had great chats on people's doorsteps and I've got to hear loads more about people's lives. I think that's been really, really nice. I've I think I, I knew I think I knew that the um, things were getting really bad on a global scale the morning that I walked into the office and you were in a bad mood and just moaning about everything and just really that didn't happen that <laughs> never happened why would you say something I like just thought that? I thought to myself wow things have got really bad even the, the world's most positive person is on a bit of a downer that's when I, that's when I knew I no, knew it was bad it's not true you must, there must you must have dreamt that time. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just chip in as well with something that Ian uh, always mentions um, that, that we as Christians are, are called to be set apart. And one of the things is, is to be a non-anxious presence. Um, and I think through all of this pandemic, it's actually how we as Christians have reacted and acted uh, is a huge example for people that we rub shoulders with. Although we're not rubbing shoulders because we're not allowed. Um, but our neighbours, etc. Is, is you know, last night, for example, I was on the phone to somebody who was quite anxious about stuff going on, and I could have kind of like carried on in that 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 vein of oh, it's really terrible. It, it, for me, I just really felt actually just try and bring the anxiety down and, and try and help them. And I think that's the thing we're kind of asked to do, isn't it, as Christians, is just to kind of bring that peace. Uh, of Jesus into people's lives, even though we ourselves might be really struggling uh, within a piece and a little bit of uh, struggling with faith, etc., whatever it might be, that Jesus calls us um, to be that non-anxious presence. And um, uh, around Christmas time, going forward as well, 
And uh, something that uh, I've been working on in the background with some of the young people and some of the leaders uh, is a, a video of, of everyone just um, sharing some thoughts from something called the Christmas monologue. And uh, here it is right now. It's remarkable to think that a baby boy born in a stable. No prestige, no privilege, no social media or social status. Political campaigns or private airplanes. And yet he turned BC into AD. He flipped the world on its head. He's the most famous name around the globe. Inspired the most read book ever written. He reconnected us towards heaven and in turn brought heaven down to earth. And now he offers us redemption, a fresh start, freedom. So that we can hold our heads high. And march through this life knowing that we are never alone. For every woman and man. Boy and girl. To all of us who feel like we have nothing left, nothing to bring. That we can know that God is smiling at us. That he's loving us. That we are enough. So light up that Christmas tree. Stand under the mistletoe. Surround yourself with the ones that you love the most. And together, let's celebrate the greatest news the world has ever known. So we've shared some of our uh, thoughts and, and uh, highlights of 2020 as we've looked back over the year. Um, but of course, this is Christmas time and Christmas, as we all know, has been massively effective, um, affected by um, the coronavirus and all the restrictions and everything. So we're just going to share now um, our reflections on, on Christmas and we're going to try and find some positives in it um, and just talk a little bit about how, our, how we find uh, Jesus, how we meet Jesus this Christmas um, and how it's different to normal ones. I think it's fair to say that there's a general frustration and disappointment um, which has just been exasperated just um, just a couple of days ago when it was announced that we're now going to have tier four and um, basically we can't do anything, go anywhere, see anyone um, and that has a, that's had a massive detrimental effect on, on people's outlook. Um, so how do, we, how do we feel about Christmas as a, as a team? I think it's really sad. <laughs> I'm sad for the people that... Uh, on their own. Um, I know they can have a support bubble. Um, in our own family, we were going to see my parents and Andrew's parents. Obviously, that all got cancelled, so we feel for them because they're, they're all quite elderly. It's just trying to make the best of a not-ideal situation. And what it does allow is, is it gives time to focus on, on the central thing, which is obviously Jesus. Um, but nevertheless, God is a God of relationship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and therefore we are people of relationship. And to have that taken away from us is quite tough. And I think it's okay and important for people to acknowledge that and say it is tough. Yet we've got faith, we've got hope, we've got joy, we've got peace, we've got love, we've got Christ, and it's tough. But he will see us through it. And uh, this, this year is like no other. I was really, really gutted when I heard the announcement on, on Sunday um, that we were going to be in Tier 4 because... Um, I'm quite a last-minute person when it comes to Christmas shopping, and uh, <laughs> I've been thinking to myself, I've been thinking to myself, Christmas Day's a Friday, so I've got I've got four days leading up to it. 
Christmas shopping, perfect. That's, that's the ideal time. You can ask for it to be on a, on a better day. And so um, I had this horrible sinking feeling when, uh, when I was listening to Boris. Um, and I, I, I had to confess to Joe. I had to say, look, you never guess what I'm going to say. And she did guess because, you know, she's been married to me for a long time. Um, and she just looked at me and she said, don't worry. She said, everything, you're, everything you've bought me for Christmas is in a bag in the bottom of your wardrobe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Happy day. It's all I've got to do is wrap it up. Perfect. She's such so, a good um, woman. <laughs> How, how's Christmas looking for you then, Gary? How's it been affected? <laughs> um... <laughs> I think that's probably the reaction of most people. It's just like I saw on Facebook, someone said, I just want to go out into the woods and scream. Um, it's not that bad. I mean, we were planning to go and visit Kate's parents. Uh, it was a, that was the plan. Um, unfortunately, uh, the, the school that, that two of the boys are at, um, there were cases again. So they were having to isolate. So we kind of postponed it and, and changed it, um, put it back a day. And then one of the lads, unfortunately, has uh, been quite ill this week um, with symptoms. So we're just awaiting test results, which is why I'm here and not there with you. So it's actually a little bit blur. Um, but actually, we've been having a bit of fun as a family. We realise this is what we've got to do. We wanted to go away. So tier four for us actually was a bit of a blessing because it meant that everything's been completely taken out of our hands um, we can just stay isolated. And I know that sounds a bit weird, but, you know, I think with all the cases and actually seeing it firsthand within our family, possibly, um, just shows to me how we close it can come to home. Yeah, we just yeah, have fun. Make the most of it, guys. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, it's um, what well, something I've really noticed this year is that there's been a lot more talk about um, people talking about the the true meaning of christmas what christmas is about mm. where and um and what it is that we that we're remembering and um i think a lot of people have a curiosity about the christian faith they've got a, a sort of um a sunday school um understanding of the nativity um and they've never really built on that and my prayer is that this year they will go back to what they know and then they will build on that look for evidence um, ask the questions and uh, um, for some people their lives will be changed for the better because this will be um, the the first step to a relationship with Jesus through through this Christmas time and I really believe God can use that we know we know he can use any bit of bad news to actually achieve incredibly good things um, and I think that has to be our prayer this year so here we find ourselves Christmas morning Christmas that we've not been used to, it has to be said. And really good to see Charlotte lighting those Advent candles earlier. Um, hope, love, joy and peace. And then finally the Christ candle, which is great and it's what we're all about. And, and why are those candles really important? And to re- why do we do that every year? Uh, they remind us that we should, especially at these times, never give up hope. Um, we always got to demonstrate that hope, that quiet assurance in God. Uh, love, Jesus said that the true disciples of him, the people that really do follow him, will love one another. And at Christmas, we remember God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus. Joy in the face of hardship uh, that gives us that peace that surpasses understanding. But is that really true? Have we really got that hope, that love, that joy, that peace? Is it really possible this Christmas time? And the answer is yes. And the answer is found as we light that Christ candle, we remember what Christmas is really about. 
And so we had this opportunity this year to focus on the real message of Christmas. And it's a message that's for you and it's for our nation. And it can be summed up at Christmas time especially in one word or one name. And that's Emmanuel. God is with us. This was a name given to Jesus. Jesus given the name Jesus because it's one who saves around 2,000 years ago. It was a name that had been prophesied. The name was Emmanuel. So we have Jesus, Emmanuel. He changed the world. All the prophecies were fulfilled about the coming Saviour, the coming Messiah, all of them fulfilled by him. God himself coming to earth, all of humanity watching. Jesus, the one who saves, came that sin and death do not have the last word. Emmanuel came so that you never have to be alone because God is with you. So what's so important about the name? What is in the name Emmanuel? We sing it in carols. It's written in Christmas cards. In the Bible, you'll first see that name in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, which was written around 740 BC. And it was a prophecy given for then, but also for later on the birth of Jesus. And it says... Uh, in, in, in Isaiah. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Look what it says there. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The Lord himself initiates it. The birth of Christ is initiated by God. You can't magic that up. God did it. It was God ordained and only God could do it. In Matthew's gospel, Matthew 1, 20 to 23, tells us that this hope-filled prophecy comes true in Jesus, who we celebrate the birth of today. Uh, part of the Christmas story, we've got Mary, a young woman in Nazareth. She's due to be married to Joseph, uh, but before they consummate their relationship, she's pregnant. She's still a virgin by the power of God himself. Again, it was God ordained. And when he learns about it, Joseph, he, he's quite a good guy. He wants to divorce her quietly, but an angel of the Lord appears to him. And the angel said to him, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And then it quotes, because that was conceived in her was from the Holy Spirit. He says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet all those years ago. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The New Testament makes it clear. Jesus, God's son, was that fulfilment of that Old Testament prophecy. He's the long-promised Emmanuel. God initiated, God sent to save his people and usher in a new kingdom. He comes to be the reconciler between people and God, a redeemer, a saviour, a friend. 2,000 years ago, God looks on the world and sees the wrongdoing and the sin our hopelessness, the futile attempts for us to make ourselves right with him. And, but then he did what we could never do. He came to us. When Christ came to earth, he was Emmanuel, God literally with us. Not, not just among us, not just God who's always omnipresent. He's with us. He's a friend who walks with us. But God in us, he promises to come and live inside us, giving us strength in places of weakness, courage, when we might be fearful, really life in all its fullness, uh, even when there are dark times. And I've known that this year in a very powerful way, that he never leaves us. He's always with us, always with us, God with us. And on the night before he died, Jesus promised he would send us someone else. They called it the advocate, the Spirit, Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth who would live with us and be in us. And this is something new. And this is the promise for every believer 
No longer will you need to go to a priest to mediate between you and God because Jesus is the great priest who would be your teacher, your saviour, your redeemer. He would be closer than your very next breath. And that's amazing reality this Christmas time. Because of Jesus, because of Emmanuel, you never have to be alone. We never have to wonder how to please God or worry if I'm good enough because he says, well, you are, I sent my son to die for you. We can simply rest knowing that he's with us, he loves us, he will never leave us. So this Christmas might be a different one uh, to you all, as I'm sure it will, than we've had before. But this message hasn't changed from that very first Christmas. And as we look to the future with all its uncertainty, knowing that God is with us, I want to leave you to end with this psalm, Psalm 27, 13 to 14. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. God bless you as you know Emmanuel this Christmas time. So as we come uh, to the end of our time this morning, uh, I just want to read a a bit of scripture. It's from 1 Corinthians and I'm going to change it. It's the message a little bit and there's one bit to change to the by. I'm just going to read we. It says, every time we think of you and we think of you often, we thank God for your lives of free and open access to God given by Jesus. There's no end to what has happened in you. It's beyond speech, beyond knowledge. The evidence of Christ has been clearly verified in your lives. Just think you don't need a thing. You've got it all. All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up by Jesus. God, who got you started in this spiritual adventure, shares with us in the life of his son and our master Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never forget that. And I just want to pray a blessing over everybody that has watched this today, that at this Christmas time, you'll be richly blessed by our saviour, Jesus Christ. Have a great Christmas, everybody. We love you. Happy Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas.